Lucy Letby is a former neonatal nurse on trial in Manchester for the murders of seven babies and attempted murders of ten more. The incidents took place from 2015 through 2016 at the Countess of Chester Hospital. Hey everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Katie Weaver here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. How's it going? It is going well. It is going very well. Well, good. I've had an interesting day researching. I have so many cases on the brain right now. I can't even, and most of them I can't talk about yet because it's mostly for tomorrow's uh, update show, but holy cow. (laughs) I know. The update show is going to be packed. There is so much. There really is, yeah. And I even have a couple of my segments tonight are are updates as well. So there are many. Isn't it funny? Some weeks are just slow uh, court weeks Mm -hmm. and things. And then other weeks that just explode. And this is one of them. Of course, most especially with the uh, verdict today in the Kristen Smart Smart, trial. Both verdicts. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I'm just going to keep seeing them now. We've got a bunch more headed into court. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what did we decide that last week and or this month is like, uh, you know, sex offender palooza going on with Mm -hmm. Weinstein and uh, Kevin Spacey and uh, that, that that 70s show guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it really is. All that and jazz. This is the last month of the year that court is not delayed due to the holidays. Because yeah. November and December are really irritating when it comes to court because mm-hmm. there's, you know, significant amounts of time that people, they're not even in court, you know. Yeah. We'll see a major slowdown till January. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not to mention the ultimate belligerent herd circus in court that puts anything that we ever have seen out of the Daybell court uh, to shame. It, that is the, uh, the Washuka parade. Oh yes. Crash guy. Mm-hmm. Holy hell. He is declaring himself a sovereign citizen and representing himself in court. Oh. And he has put the judge through the paces until she finally lost it today. It, I, it is madness. It's absolute madness. The way this guy is acting in court. I can't imagine being the judge of trying to wrangle this idiot and also give him a trial. Oh, he's had to be restrained right. and drug out of court a few times. Oh, it's just unreal. So we'll cover it a little bit more to, uh, tonight in uh, case updates. But at any rate, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whew, that's something. But we'll mm-hmm. get there, uh, you know, in the live stream because I wanted to take a few of his greatest hits out so that you guys could see what they are dealing with. So I'm sure we will. But at any rate, we have a whole uh, episode planned, though. This is our Wednesday Mm -hmm. morning case or our Wednesday morning episode. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Christy, you're going to kick us off with a crime update. Yes. So you may recall Keegan Klein. 
Keegan Klein is the man who has been arrested for uh, child porn and exploitation and all kinds of stuff. He's also the guy that has had the Snapchat account, Anthony Schott's social media. Remember this? Yeah. And they think that he may have been involved in the um, Abby Williams and the German Delphi murders. Yeah. So um, he is headed to court. uh, Jury trial for 30 counts of child porn and exploitation. Holy shit. Yeah. So today, interestingly, (laughs) the judge in this case has issued... um, a pre-trial courtroom management and decorum order leading up to his pre-trial hearing, which is December 10th. Um, jury trial is supposed to start January 18th. Um, okay. A few of the things that the judge has said, there will be no cameras or live streaming of any kind in this room. Oof. People will be allowed uh, to live tweet but there will be no live streaming, which ugh, very frustrating. Also mm-hmm. prohibited any rebroadcast of the court's audio and video systems. Oh, now, interestingly, because last week East Idaho News released that very kind of audio mm-hmm. in Chad Daybell's hearing from Chad right. Daybell's hearing. Mm-hmm. And so I guess they're getting ahead of all of that. So yeah, it's going to be, we're going to have to be following Twitter real close when mm-hmm. his trial happens. Well, and also when his pre-trial happens, mm-hmm. because it's very possible that there's a plea deal here that could show up on the 10th of December. Yeah. Um, I kind of doubt this guy really wants to be convicted of 30 counts. Yeah of uh child porn and exploitation um because that is forever in prison yeah uh so we'll see what happens but yeah now the courts lately are locking down and they're keeping people out and that's hard it is hard day and age of we are all connected through the internet internationally because Mm -hmm. delphi case is very you know is similar into the dave alvalo case in that yeah you say the Delphi murders and everybody knows what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, and it's not that this is him charged with their murders. He is not. Dope. He is still considered a person of interest in that case. Yeah. This is his, this is a different trial, but that's going to make people really interested in seeing what happens with this one. So. Yes. The courts are thwarting us. They really are. On one hand, I can kind of see it in that because this case has had so much attention trying to preserve the jury as much as possible. I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand doing this when they go to trial and, and hopefully they won't, hopefully they won't, but uh, you know, so Daybell's far, saying they're going to. So, mm-hmm. but it's true that once you're actually in the trial, why you already have your jury chosen. Why yeah. does it matter? Why I don't know. You let the community be involved if that's what they want. Yeah. I think leading up to it, I get it to some degree, just to some yeah. degree. But yeah, once you get to trial, I don't understand. Yeah. Hmm. Well, boo on that. Yeah, I know. It's not what I wanted, but. Yeah. 
we shall see. Well, what I really would like is an arrest in the murders of Abby and Libby. And right. We're sure not there. Uh, no. No, we are not. Not even close. But, you know, this is one more movement forward because they, you know, I it, it has been made pretty clear that this guy was in contact mm-hmm. on Snapchat. So, you know, what are we going to... Yeah. Are we going to see a charge later? You know, this all happened before, so they right. have to let this play out anyway before they're going to get their chance at him. Yeah. So, Well, at least he's not going anywhere. No, he definitely isn't, and we, we'll see. But, yeah, uh, it's it's a precedent that we're seeing all over the country, and it's a hard one. Yep. For those and I suspect it closely. is because of true crimers, you know? It is. It is because of the kind of work we do. Mm-hmm. It is. Which I don't love it. I mean, again, I understand preserving jury pools and things. However, the amount of misunderstanding of the court system here in the U.S. is rampant. It is. And it's a huge problem that people don't understand the court system at all. Yeah. I can honestly say I feel like we didn't learn very much about the court system in school at all. Mm-hmm. And unless you have some experience going through some of this stuff, there's a real learning curve there. And I think mm-hmm. that the uh, understanding of true crime, you know, and the study of true crime is helping people to understand our court system better, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, a more educated populace is always a good thing. Yes. But also, hopefully we're helping people be safer, particularly women, in discussing these cases at length to understand what perpetrators are doing and how they're doing it to yeah. help women to think about their own safety. Absolutely. You know, and, and not just women, but you know, uh, yes, women and others, yeah. of course, but yeah. So I, I think that what we do is important work in that sense of, of, of understanding uh, also of awareness. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's troublesome and problematic. I think. Mm-hmm. I I would agree with you. Um, and, and there can be ways, certainly, to protect, you know, I, I want to protect jury pools, too. I want to, you know, I want all of that stuff to happen. Yeah. But isn't there a way when the trial is actually happening, and that's no longer an issue, to yeah. allow the public to understand what's happening, to see what happens in the system? Yeah. And, and to see how, how trials actually work. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that the education piece of it is super important. And I know we work pretty hard on that, you know, understanding these things ourselves so that we can bring them all to you. It's also the transparency piece on the part of the courts. Mm -hmm. You know, that the public, we have the right to hold the court and, you know, public uh, officers accountable for their behavior, their performance. Right. And we can't do that if we're not privy to their action. And I think no. that's that's problematic as well. Mm-hmm. It it's like in is. the Daybell uh, stuff that all of these things that have gone on this last year with uh, Mr. Pryor in trying to preclude the prosecutors have become sealed, you know, and they weren't for a while and then they started yeah. sealing it all. Uh, we vote for that prosecutor. We have every right to know why the prosecutor or the defense is trying to get rid of the prosecutor. You yeah. know, we've joked a lot that it's just, uh, you know, 
a trivial stuff and he just doesn't have a case and yada yada which I still think is probably true Mm -hmm. but still and it's just a way to slow things down you know yeah but still we have the right to know what he's accusing the prosecutor of right and yeah there's the transparency keeps us sick you know Mm-hmm. It, it keeps the system sick, or the lack of transparency keeps the system sick. It really does. It um, really does. So, yeah, this is unfortunate, but maybe it'll switch it up. At, it'll switch up after if he does go to trial. Um, I also think that the sentencings should always be streamed because that is yeah. really, really important to understand mm-hmm. the impact of these things. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're kind of heading in the wrong direction, I think. I would agree. Well, I'm going to turn the time over to you for our main case. Okay. Well, uh, kind of uh, spinning off of that conversation, because uh, in this case, we're looking at how things are being done uh, in a court in the UK, which is uh, sometimes a lot the same in the U.S. and sometimes quite different. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see some of those differences in this conversation. But of course, we're talking about Lucy Letby. Lucy Letby was a neonatal nurse uh, who in 2015 and 2016 worked at uh, a hospital in the U.K., in uh, Manchester. Uh, This was at the uh, Countess of Chester Hospital. And she had an inordinate number of babies die and also crash in her care. Mm-hmm. And after a year of this, they finally moved her to a different position that was clerical to get her out of patient care mm-hmm. and then eventually arrested her and then bailed her out. And then a year later, rearrested her. And then started putting together a case, and here we are. So she's being charged with the murders of seven babies. Now, this is the neonatal unit. So we're talking about babies that are newborn Mm -hmm. up to typically around a month old, right in that that scale. Uh, We're talking about lots of multiples uh, in families, and we'll talk about that. most of her murders, they believe, were carried out either by injecting insulin or milk into the baby's bloodstream oh or God. air. Or air. I think insulin would, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they would all work, but the, God. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. They were, uh, oh, sorry. Uh Yes, th- that was the modality of death. So she's also, so she'd been charged with the murder of seven and the attempted murder of 10. That's just, ah. So they, it is. So the prosecution starts rolling out their case. Some things that we've learned about this case, it is slated to last six months. Oh, that's, Wow. Six months. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how sorry we feel for whoever gets called to the jury duty of the daybells because that is slated to last three months. Mm-hmm. Six months. Can you imagine being called to that jury? And in the UK, employers are required to give you time off work 
But just like in the U.S., they are not required to pay you. How can that be? How can they expect people to mix, miss six months of work and not reimburse them for that? I'm assuming the court pays them to some degree, but if it's like it is in the U.S., it's not nearly enough. No, it's, it's nowhere like, near what well, people actually make. Or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So thinking about that jury and what this must feel like to not only have to sit and listen to one heinous tale after another of tiny infants being murdered mm-hmm. that were days old or less, mm-hmm. uh, it's something. Mm-hmm. So Lucy was 25, 26 at the time. She's now 32. She's pled not guilty to all. There's 22 counts in total. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really gets to me is that in at least two cases, it was sets of twins. Oh, God. In which she killed one and attempted to kill the other, but was unsuccessful. What? Yeah. Wow. In one case, it was a set of triplets in which she killed two. That's weird. Do they know why she was targeting multiple births, babies? Mm-hmm. Or I should say allegedly killed two. Mm-hmm. She's she's on trial. But mm-hmm. uh, no, except for that, I think you just see more multiples in the NICU. Well, no. that's true. Statistically, you probably have more multiples in the NICU mm-hmm. than other families. In one instance, a mother entered the room while Lucy was attacking her child. Uh, she didn't know that's what was happening, but the baby was bleeding out of its nose or out of its mouth, sorry, out of its mouth. And she asked why. And Lucy said that uh, it's just because of the, the feeding tube. And to, you can trust me. I'm the nurse. I've got this. Uh, that baby died. That's horrible. But one interesting thing in the UK, or at least in this court, all of the children are listed via letter. There's... A, uh, A, B, C, D, you mm-hmm. know, all the way uh, down the line, since there are, you know, quite a lot of them. Uh, according to this court, the names of the murdered children and the surviving children and their families are not to be named in the media, as well as none of the witnesses are to be named in the media. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, quite a lot stricter, actually, Mm -hmm. than the way the U.S. Mm -hmm. operates. Yeah. One of the really odd things about uh, this is that Lucy, the search search engine on her phone has shown that she was frequently Facebook stalking the parents of these children after they died. Oh, God. I know. Creepy, right? Seriously, seriously messed up. Yeah. Yeah. When they searched her home, they found some writings. And one of them was this post-it note. That's just a little post-it note that she's crammed all of those words onto. Mm -hmm. Wow. And some of the things, uh, there's hate written in bold and circled at the very bottom, it says, I am evil. I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world is better. Something, I can't read that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's a little bit hard to read. Uh, there's words like panic, fear, lost, 
why me, despair, no hope. I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough. Yep. Wow. I am an awful person. I pay every day. Yep. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, she has pled not guilty to all charges. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, uh, the defense says that this note and others that were found are just a young woman in anguish, just spilling out her feelings because uh, she's being charged with the murders of all of these children that she tried to save. And she just uh, was writing things down that were coming through her head. I mean, there's an actual confession right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a little yeah. tough to take. And, and that was the confession that really got to, uh, I think, uh, the prosecutor was that the part that says that she killed them because she was not good enough to care for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's... There's another instance really, of, really narcissistic thing to say. Another instance of a baby boy that had crashed. Because what happens is, uh, it, what it appeared to have happened is that she had allegedly administered whatever dose she did. And then within minutes, these babies were dead or crashing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, perhaps they were able to save them and another nurse took over for their care and they were, they bounced back. Or they didn't, you know, there, there's both instances, but yeah. there was one instance where there was a baby boy who had had one of these catastrophic events and they were making plans to transfer him to a different facility. And she said to the doctor on staff, well, he'll never leave here alive, right? And he always thought that was kind of an odd thing to say. Yeah. And I believe in that instance, he actually did live, but... At any rate, uh, that's what's happening. We're only in week two. But I mean, what? I just have to go back to something was going wrong with her, so they just put her into clerical? Yes. Like, and we've seen this a bunch of times. We've talked about medical cases and about how there's, there's a lot of covering mm -hmm. and hiding that goes on with hospitals mm -hmm. and medical organizations when they think there's a problem with the person. They just... Yeah fire them so they go to a different hospital or put them in yeah. the clerical pool or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's really, really scary. Yeah. But yeah, they never really want to have to take full uh, accountability because it makes their facility look terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really something else. Really something else. So again, this is in very early stages mm -hmm. of this uh, trial. We're in week two and it's slated to last for six months. So we will keep an eye on it. But I felt like this was a case worth reporting and discussing because, my God, it's shocking. It is. Well, and I mean, I mean, how many more are there going to be there? You know, the angel of death nurses have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's the really hard one with this case, because I had the same thought. I'm like, how ill were these babies? Were these babies that were expected to live or no? Yeah, they were expected to live. Yeah. None of these were babies that uh, they were basically just waiting out. They were all expected to live. So they were not like some weird mercy killing thing. This was. It doesn't seem to be. But the depravity of killing babies, yeah. you know, it, tiny infants. It's just hard for me to get my head around what in the world is going on with this person. Right. 
Um, she did also in the, all of the notes that they found, there were many of them uh, claiming her innocence as well. So I think mm -hmm. it's fair to throw that in there as well. So there were, you know, the post-it note and other writings that were, you know, implicating herself and then others where she was claiming her innocence. Um, I, her mental health, I think is in major question. It should be yeah. at this point, you know, uh, observers in the courtroom say that uh, her parents are sitting behind her on her side, uh, you know, on the defense's side, uh, literally just feet away from parents of babies that she killed or tried to kill. God. But it's a very, very tense uh, courtroom. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. So we'll continue to keep an eye on it and uh, keep you guys abreast of what happens. And then eventually, uh, you know, six months down the road, I guess, what the verdict will be. But it, are there cameras allowed in this courtroom? Do they do that in the I UK? I don't believe so because we're getting a bunch of this stuff. Oh, yep. No, we're getting. Yep. Yeah. The court artist. Yep. Okay. Well, very interesting and terrifying. Yeah, for real. For real. The one place in the most vulnerable moment of a mother's life and a father's having a sick baby or a very yeah. premature baby. And in that case, you don't have many rights. You know, the hospital yeah. will tell you when you can see your child and how you can see your child. And if you can touch your child or, you know, have any contact with your child and you are completely at the mercy of the NICU nurses yeah. that are taking care of these babies. And I would imagine that 99% of the time, these are incredible healthcare providers that are doing everything they can to sustain the life of this baby. Yeah. It's very scary to see something like this happen where it was the opposite. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for one more case update. Yeah. Well, um, things just keep coming up in the Gabby Petito case. Seems weird considering that she passed away over a year ago and so did her killer, Brian Long. Yeah. But just uh, today, I think, um, some footage was released of the two of them in the parking lot and then walking around the Whole Foods in Jackson Hole, Wyoming on the day that she was killed. Wow. Remember, on the day that she was killed, they went to... The Mary Piglets, which is a Mexican restaurant in Jackson, one of our favorites. So we've been mm -hmm. to it. Um, for lunch. There was a horrible scene with Brian and a waitress in that restaurant. And it appears that not long after they did, they were there at the Mary Piglets, they were then at Whole Foods. So Mary Piglets, where Gabby went back in and apologized and yeah. was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely not in a good place with each other. Mm -hmm. So let's watch this um, video. So this is video of the van. See, it's highlighted here. The van um, coming in to the Whole Foods parking lot. And this is a this is a shortened clip. This was about 20 minutes. But they spent several minutes in the van before they got out. Like they were having a conversation. You know, you know, have you ever had that with your spouse when yeah. you're like, you know, sitting in the car, having a very terse conversation with each other? Way too pissed off to get off and go out into public. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you see them get out of the van. He gets out in the back of the van and gets a hat. 
Um, then they, you know, they walk into the store. They don't appear to interact with one another while in the store much. They're not talking to each other. You know, it, it, it tracks for me that this happened after the thing at the Mary Piglets. Mm-hmm. And so they've had this, you know, huge explosion. She's really upset with him. Then they go in this store and from the way they've turned out of the parking lot of this store, they figure that they were heading back out into Grand Teton National Park to where they were going to, you know, park the van where the van was parked and she was killed. So wow. just sort of interesting. But, you you know, if you watch this, they like he just walks away from her. He doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even look at him like you can see that things are not good with yeah. them. You know, they're not like holding hands or, you know, anything yeah. like that. They're um, just very Existing. yeah, ignoring each other while they're in yeah. the store. So that was rather interesting, just sort of giving a snapshot into that day, because, of course, that was the last day Gabby had on Earth. And so it is definitely, you know, an interesting one to and sobering. See yeah. What led up to this, you know? When, according to um, the long video, they get back in the van and they sit in the van, obviously still having a conversation mm-hmm. or something for another 10 minutes or so before wow. they leave. So I don't know. I just was thinking about like, because they were, you know, really unhappy after leaving Mary Piglets. Mm-hmm. He was curious. She was so upset that he'd been so terrible. Mm-hmm. How this may have been a wind up prior to her murder. Wow. That is sobering to see. It is. It is. It's, it's sad. Yeah. I can't imagine what her family must see, feel like seeing that clip, just seeing her, you know? Yeah. 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 That's gotta be weird to see a loved one. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this is Wednesday. So we'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. for case updates. We'll be back directly after that for the cold read party. Yep. So, and we have a little different format starting out for the cold read party. Mm-hmm. So put on your best sleuthing uh, skills because you all are going to be doing some sleuthing. Yes. Yeah. We're going to give you a case. Yes. Should we're going to give you a case and you're going to give us a case, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be fun. Now, if you are a member of our YouTube uh, subscription, mm-hmm. then you, uh, as long as you are a member at that level, then you can come to the cold read party. If you're not, consider it. Mm-hmm. It's $5 a month. It's super yeah. cheap. And then you can also come to the psychic hour as well. So, uh, you know, it's not expensive. It's fun. It's an interesting uh, take. People come with uh, cases. They present a paragraph or so of what happened with the case and ask for us to cold read it. And we do. So, and again, we're going to start uh, also presenting a case to you guys to mm-hmm. also do some work on. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting ride. So come. Yeah. But, be a lot of fun. At any rate, we'll see you at seven tonight on our live stream for case updates. And as mm-hmm. we've said, there are many. So thank you all so much for joining us. Have a really great Wednesday. Take good yes. care of yourselves. Do something right for you. You deserve it. And this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.